Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Speak On It podcast. I am your host, Luke Mike. We are live doing a special Chalk Talk episode. We have a special guest in the building. But before I introduce him, let me bring in, you know I'm not alone, I've got my man Breezy in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't have no special name today, so we're going to go by. I'll name myself later. But it's not my normal name, so we gonna keep keep the ball rolling, keeping it rolling, keeping the keeping the the ticker on. You know how it says like how many days since the accident? We're, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting pretty high like, up there with the ticker name. Like we have our Roz ticker. Oh, many, yeah, the Roz ticker until Roz comes back. But this that's yeah, that, about. That, that picture you had up there when you first started. <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking I, up in the I background. Was hoping, I was hoping y'all did not see that. That was a fast click <laughs> from previous episodes that we will not get into. That will be for us in production only. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, let's bring in uh, our special guest for for this episode. This episode, as you can see by the title, is all about him. My man, Paul Garino, is here. How you doing today, sir? What's up, guys? Appreciate you having me on. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Paul, yes, sir. Is here. Paul is here. Him and Breezy. Friends. Friends look out for friends. He asked a favor. He decided to bless us with his presence. We appreciate it. We're going to just chop it up a little bit, you know? Just chop it up. Have some good talking. We, um having you on because we are interested in learning about you and all of your in all of your many talents. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate, appreciate that. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, as you can see, uh, for those watching us on our video platforms, Paul is the CEO of PG Sports, which is a sports management company. Paul, you want to you wanna drop some names? Let them know who, you, who you've been out here with. I see the hat. You see the hat. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so I work with uh, all different athletes from pretty much all sports. Um, we'll get into it more um, once we well, – I know once you start asking me questions, but uh, I'd say primarily right now it's um, boxing, basketball, MMA, and football. Mm-hmm. That actually does lead me right into my first question, which is what is PG Sports and – how did you come up with the concept for it? What was your main driving point into coming up with it? Yeah, so um, I started PG Sports back in 2011 um, as just a Twitter page. I was going in between my freshman and sophomore year of college. It was the summer, and um, I just created the Twitter page to just have a foundation for after college because uh, I don't I think I was just bored in the summer. You know, you just get – didn't know. It was kind of like, you, you know, a weird time, like first year of college – uh you know summer jobs stuff like that like mm-hmm. don't know what you're doing in life pretty much uh mm-hmm. so it started i started the twitter uh always wanted to be a sports agent so i was like why not uh, start create some, creating something now and i just pretty much started tweeting about sports and kind of just like it was a news slash like you know blog and things like that and then from there um i created t-shirts to just promote the pages um you know and then you you know growing up you always see like athletes wearing stuff so I was like, yeah, let me try to get some athletes to wear it. 
and um, being from Connecticut, you know, there's not that many pro athletes. So I, I would just literally start DMing people. Um, and this is back in 2011 and 12. So like, you gotta remember, like there, there wasn't like, there wasn't even DMing on Instagram. Well, Instagram just got founded the, I think 2012. So like one, there wasn't mm-hmm. even DMs on there. So it was mostly like Twitter and then, yeah. And then Facebook, uh, old reliable Facebook, like just messaging yeah, people on there. The two, yeah, the Facebook two OGs. Messenger, yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's really like how, I got, how i got started probably mainly twitter because facebook messenger was like that was like the forbidden areas back then <laughs> those yeah. areas was, was wild <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure we'll touch on it but it's funny because back then uh there was a point where when you were verified on twitter you could you could dm anybody so like that was the value of it back then mm-hmm. yeah yeah as opposed to now, where anybody has a blue check. Yeah, now you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't touch into that. We won't touch. We won't touch into where things have gone since. Yeah. Yeah. Back. To, um. What is it? How, how did I meet Paul? Um. I used. I used to. We used to be throwing our, our kickback parties and mm-hmm. having like we used to have vendors that have pop up tables and stuff like that. And I always see Paul in there, and I'm like, "Yo, what's this dude doing in here?" And they'd be like, "Yo, he got um those his clothes over there." And I'm like, "And I'll go over there, and I'm like, oh, PG Sports, okay." And I'll always like make a mental note, and I will always say, "I'm like, oh, what's going on? What's going on?" We'll always say, "What's up to each other?" And then I think you came to one of our um our like outside events, one of our um kickback get-togethers, mm-hmm. like probably um probably the um the field day or something like that. And I was like, okay. Now I'm starting to see what he's into. And then I um I followed you on Facebook and I used to always see your stuff. You used to always post your stuff. And I and I think I saw you post something with Didi one day. He had like a PG Sports hat or a shirt or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm a huge Yankee fan, as you can see. Like, and this whole and almost this whole um podcast is uh, is all Yankees fans. And when you posted that Didi Gregoria stuff, I was like, I got to keep my eye on this dude because he's working. He's working. And we, at that point in time, that's when we had just started dropping our zombie stuff as well. So I was like, oh, yeah. And you was always, always been like a, just a little genuine dude to me. And I was like, word, man. He's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's crazy. Just like even like when you were saying all that stuff, it just like kind of brings back memories because it was so long ago. But it doesn't feel like yeah. it, but it kind of does at the same time. I don't know. It's weird. But uh, <laughs> and yeah, like D.D. Gregorius, yeah, he was like one of the first – I'd say one of the first people I sent stuff to, uh, he was in the minor leagues. I literally just scrolled across his page on Twitter and he had like the Michael Jordan type thing where he had his arms out with the ball, uh, the baseballs mm-hmm. and said, with the flames. And I was like, Oh, this guy looks cool. And then like, I looked him up. He was like, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't like a top prospect, but I'd say he was like middle of the tier. So I was like, why not? And then he was on, it was, I think he was a reds prospect at the time. Mm-hmm. So he was wearing my stuff. He wore it every year consecutively just randomly mm. he, that's there's this blood sweat success shirt that i made probably in 2012 or 13 that i sent him one and i swear he'd been wearing it for 10 years and i might have sent him another one but i think it was the second one was gray so that's why i'm like yo he's yeah. been wearing this shirt and i'm like yo you gotta think about it like he's a multi-millionaire and he's wearing the same shirt for 10 years is that the one that had wasn't triangle yeah 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 and I was like, that's like, like one shout out to the printers, like up in New York that did that. Cause I was like, first of all, like it's not even faded or anything. And he's like wearing it all the time. Like, so that was crazy. 
Yeah. yeah. You'll never forget. You'll never forget the quality of something. If something yeah. holds up, you'll never forget it. You wear it into the ground because I know I do. <laughs> so That's that being so said, you were in school. I don't know if uh, if you were in school. You said you wanted to be a sports agent. Did you have a sports background growing up, or was like, did you go to school for it, or just it? Like you said, it just this just kind of happened. Not that it just happened. You put the work in, but like, just blew up. Yeah, I'd say a mixture of you know growing up, um, like uh, like breezy. I grew up a Yankees fan. <clears throat> My family was a Yankees fan, so it just like kind of you know that just kind of happens. I feel like especially here where we don't have you know pro sports teams and stuff. So it's always like Yankees, Mets, Red Sox. Uh, you know, Patriots, Giants, Jets. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we like, just uh, we just got word that they trying to bring back those Wallers, man. Bring back the New yeah. Haven Whalers, man. Yeah, yeah, the yeah hockey team. Sick. Bring them back. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, just growing up like that, and then uh, I always go back to just uh, I think like I think I was an entrepreneur, like I had an entrepreneurial, uh, I guess uh, asset or like skills before I even knew it. Because I used to, you know, have like tag sales, and and when I found out, like, you guys could definitely relate to this, like going to, uh, you know, GameStop and trading in your games and get like five dollars, mm-hmm. and that that's what that I think that's like a turning point where I didn't really notice, but like I'd be like, yo, and I remember I remember saving up fifty dollars to buy like my first video game ever, how how long it took me to get fifty dollars back then. And then, uh, and then selling it, you know, selling the games. And I was like, all right, there gotta be a better way. And then that was when, you know, I, uh, yeah, I didn't have no laptop. I had like, you know, the desktop. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, had a desktop. I, I don't, I don't remember how I discovered eBay or like heard about it, but that's when I learned about eBay and you could sell your games for like way more than that. Like get 20, 20, 25, $30 for it instead of five. And then, so then it's like, I think that was like one of my starts of like my entrepreneurial journey and like selling stuff that I didn't want anymore instead of, you know, getting rid of it or like selling it for super cheap. So I think that uh, led me to, you know, kind of making my own business and, and, and all that. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's what led me to PG sports and kind of just like mixture of sports and business. And that's what I do today. Man, nightmare fuel GameStop. (laughs) <laughs> I would never uh, <laughs> now you now now as now as adults like you think about like how much money they made off us selling the games back for five dollars and then flipping them for like forty. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 took the smart route, man, going to eBay and being able to say, all right, this game is kinda old, but it still has great value. It's still a really good game. Yeah. I'll discount it to thirty dollars, where I spent sixty dollars or fifty dollars for it. Somebody yeah. will bite on that because it's like, all right, thirty dollars, it's a good game, and I want that game. I'm not gonna buy, pay full value for it. I'll buy it, you know. But goddamn, yeah. When you uh, think about it, like, obviously, no one likes to buy used shit. But like, when it's like a video game, like, who cares? Like, you just yeah, put it in there. As, the, in as the, long so. as it works. Yeah. Yeah. And um. And we, we, me, me, and Mike and myself, we worked at Best Buy before, and our, and and they have policies where, like, if you buy a game, the moment you walk out the store, you can't return it and stuff like that. So to yeah. be able to like have a return on your investment, like eBay was always like, and this is not an ad. We should actually bleep <laughs> these names. <out. laughs> 
<laughs> but nah, that's for real, man. You buy a game, you play it, and you're like, this game is trash, but I know somebody else will like it. Even yeah. you'd be able to just like resell it for yourself. Guess you get your money back. Definitely. Yeah. I, so I know you said growing up, you know, there's no sports teams in Connecticut. There's just, you named it like we're, especially if you're in the Southern Connecticut, you're just kind of, you're either a New York fan or you're a Boston fan. I heard you mention your family watched the Yankees. So is baseball like that's your number one sport? And like now that you're now that you're in the business, mm-hmm. like do you still are you still a fan? Do you watch the game the same way? Or is it like a business? Like has it translated to like it's all just like you're just at work when you're watching games, like looking for yeah. opportunities, like I could sell that, I could, you know, I need to get him <clears> or you know, like stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so one uh let's see which one do i want to answer first um basically uh it's growing up yes baseball was my number one favorite sport uh ironically i don't work with any baseball players right now um and and uh when i created pg sports at first i was only going to do baseball so luckily i didn't (laughs) but yeah (laughs) um and then two uh going to games and stuff so the other weird thing is, like, I don't really even watch sports anymore. I watch really? boxing. I watch boxing a lot and MMA and stuff. Like, but like, I think I became the sports fan I never wanted to be. Uh, <laughs> like, only watching, like, only watching, like, you know, bigger games and and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's just like when like you're an adult and stuff, and that's weird to say still. But I think that's probably one aspect. And then. Going to games, yeah, like I don't really, I don't really go to games for pleasure. I I go to games for to network and, and stuff work. like that. Yeah, um, but it's still fun though. It's not, it's not like I don't. It's not like I, I hate mean, it. It's um, a great job. Yeah. So like even yeah. for example, like I a couple weeks ago, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, uh, I do a, a soccer podcast for it's called Perfect Soccer, and uh, one of the guys on like our our team is on a USL team and. Uh, Hartford has a team, so I went up to the game, and then on the Hartford team, uh, so the U- USL is like the minor leagues of the MSL. I meant that the MLS. MLS. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, um, uh, so the Hartford team had a kid, and he was from Waterbury. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I never heard of this kid. And I was like, so then I was like, all right, I'm gonna look him up. He's like 17 years old, and he's a pro, and he's in high school still. He goes to Holy Cross. So I was like. Yeah, I gotta get this kid. Like he's seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> like he's seventeen. And he's already a pro. Like in the minor leagues. Like he's gonna he's gonna make the MLS. Like so, I already hit him up. I already talked to him a few times. So I'm working on that. So if I get him, he'll be he'll be the youngest person I ever signed. He's seventeen. Mm. <clears throat> Man. Wow. Um. Um. You said he's Hartford has a team. Yeah, it's called Hartford Athletic. Hmm. See, and that's the other thing that's kind of weird. Like, I know you lived down here, so it's like the Hartford, like Hartford, and then like Mohegan has, you know, the Connecticut Sun. But it's just like still, like even though Connecticut's small, those those things are still kind of like far away. So it's like it's like weird. Yeah. Like we don't in New Haven area, we don't have no minor league teams down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um. Who did we um used to have for Besides baseball? Bridgeport Sound Tigers. I mean, I but I'm just not a hockey guy. Yeah. 
uh, we used that New Haven Ravens. That was lit mm-hmm. back in the day because they were double A. Like that was legit. They were like legit prospects. Yeah. And uh, what is it? Um, we don't have the Bluefish anymore. <laughs> yeah. No. They. Yeah. Their whole stadium's a the concert venue now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the um. Uh, is that Am- the uh, amphitheater? Yeah, I think it's the amphitheater. Yeah. yeah. I haven't even been in there yet. Yeah, me either. Yeah, outdoor concert arena. Yeah, man. That's funny. Uh <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, that is that's definitely how most fans turn out when as they get older. It's like they they used to watch sports for the love of it, and now it's like they they know they, they can't take off their politics hat. So like mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I'm only gonna watch when it has something on the line, when it's like they're really playing for something like the final, the World Series, the um, all those big games and stuff like that. So I understand what you're saying. You got to be someone that's like invested to watch, especially baseball. It's 182 yeah. games. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's why, that's why I think I gravitate towards boxing and MMA because it's just like, you know, they're, you know, most of the time they're fighting like every three months. So it's like, and every every event is like usually semi big, so it's like I don't know, like yeah. the thrill of that. I think yeah, he's got something mm-hmm. on the line almost every fight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the big fights anyway. Yeah. Um, so I did contrast with James. Sorry, I did do a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of homework. I do know some of. I know you worked with Kimbo Slice Jr. Yep, Becker. and I was wondering so when you talk to and manage these athletes in different sports do you have to talk to them differently like is managing and talking to a boxer or a fighter like Kimbo is it different from like a football or like the 17 year old the soccer star like is it different is it different energies with them do you have to manage the brand differently like approach wise yeah yeah so um so basically so for some guys i'm like just their marketing manager some guys i'm like their manager for like everything um so for kimbo like i'm his marketing manager so i help him like get sponsorships and interviews and help him with social media and things like that um i reached out to him back in 2018 and um i talked to his his manager and um pretty much just sent him some gear and then over the years we kind of just like built a relationship um like some even like it probably sounds weird but like i don't even meet some of these people in person for like years like i didn't meet him until i think last year 2000 or 2021 was the first time i met him uh but it's cool too because like he's from miami but he lives in california but he also has connecticut ties like he actually lived in uh, west harford for a few years um and was training out here too but i I didn't even know but we that was just a thing and then uh Actually, no, actually, I did. I went to his fight at Mohegan a couple of years before the pandemic, and he he lost and he ruptured his like Achilles. That's why he lost because he like something, uh, something happened right I, there. And I then, know yeah. exactly what fight you're talking about. Yeah. So he, so he was here. So I, that's why I didn't get to see him that fight either. And then the next one was 2020. It, uh, I was still mad. It was the week of COVID that it hit, and we, we all had no idea what was going on. And it was like literally like three or three or four of my guys were on the card. So it was like going to be like the biggest card for me personally ever. And I was like, 
and then it got canceled and it was crazy and i was like what the heck oh, but yeah that was that was crazy uh so that was uh, the second time i was supposed to meet him and then yeah so eventually i met him the following year but yeah so and i got connected with him just like yeah i hit up hit him up on instagram uh he gave me his manager's contact i talked to him and then like he kind of just saw what i did and then um <clears throat> yeah we talked like all the time like that's my boy now and then uh same thing uh with anthony taylor who's his teammate uh <clears throat> he's like a perfect example of like taking a chance on a guy like he was six and five in mma at the time he did he hit me up because he was kimbo's uh teammate and just saw what i was doing with him and i was like yeah why not like i talked to kimbo about it like yo is he a good dude blah blah, blah. yeah 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 so now <clears throat> i don't know if you guys know about anthony taylor but now he's a crossover boxer been on KSI's cards, who's you know, KSI's like mm-hmm. a big influencer in the UK. Now he blew up like doing all the like he's literally gone viral. Like every time he goes to the press conference, he was on Shade Room, like singing to the guy during the face off. Called out Floyd, Floyd called him into the ring. He was wearing my shirt too, so that was cool. That one went super viral. And then uh, two weeks ago, he uh, he beat the one of the top influencer boxers he's an mma fighter by trade so you got to remember like he's a pro fighter still so people just like sleep on it so it's weird but uh so he beat one of the big influencers that was three and oh his name's salt poppy so that one just went viral the whole fight just went viral it got over a million views it was on the zone like pay-per-view and all that but they re-put it on youtube so that got a million views and that was the first misfits fight ever to get a million views and that that was their seventh event that is wild yeah how how like uh what a feeling it must must be to like know that all right this guy is wearing my gear right and then he does something outrageous like that and, and it goes viral you're like oh look. it's like it's like the leonardo dicaprio meme where you're like yeah. <laughs> yeah no i mean it's dope it's dope and uh like especially when i like with the floyd thing it's obviously everyone everyone knows who floyd is so it's like I was getting text messages months later and I was like, yo, then they were like, yo, did you see this? I was like, yeah, it's like super old. But I was like, that's mm-hmm. I was like, which page are you seeing it on? Like, I just want to see what other pages are posting about it. And then like people, you know, people were giving them backlash for not actually sparring them uh, mm-hmm. during that time. But that was, that was, I don't know what he was thinking then, but that was a perfect thing to do because why would you spar a guy for free when if he like exposes you, then no one's going to want to see the fight. So mm-hmm. now people are still interested and he's fighting and you know, Anthony Taylor's name is growing and growing, but uh, he's not as big as like the people he's been fighting. But at this point, like he's bringing all this hype and he knows how to talk right. And not be like, he knows how to talk trash without being like disrespectful basically. And, yeah. uh, and if you've seen any of Floyd's like last couple of fights, like nobody is in the stands. So like, yeah, at this point, I think he really, at this point, I think he really has a shot. At doing it, yeah, yeah, you might have a shot to get a, get an um, exhibition fight with him. Well, I don't know if you guys know. So Floyd's next fight is uh, uh, June eleventh versus John Gotti the third, who's like yeah, the grandson of the mobster. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, I'm saying like they're just pulling out random guys. Like why not? Why not? At this point, yeah, I think Floyd just does it for the the TV money because yeah, like you said, the the gate. I I yeah. can't see him making too much money on the gate because you know Floyd's one of my favorite fighters but them yeah I think he's kind of empty Floyd's a a man but like I feel like he's diminishing his brand a little bit I think well one I think he should 
I think he should just stick to just doing one big one a year, not doing multiple three, four, five exhibitions a year. Yeah, because it's starting to become a circus act now. Yeah, it's just like who wants to know it? It's not even like I don't. Nobody even wants to watch it. Yeah, because we all know what, what's going to happen. It's some yeah. guy that Floyd is just going to beat up for a few minutes, and then that's mm. going to be it. And we all get surprised if someone hits him at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Which maybe maybe a guy could tag him up and and, and get something going. <laughs> If he yeah, gets it, tag him up and get Floyd going. That'd be crazy. Floyd to turn, turn, see red like when one of those brothers grabbed his hat. Yeah, but yeah, see, like that was cool. So he was on Floyd's card when he fought Deji, who's KSI's brother. So he was on that card, and he fought um this guy Jack Fincham, who's on Love Island, which I believe is a UK show. I don't know if it's the US or both. It's I think it might be both. I don't know if it's on yeah. in the UK, but it's it's on in the US. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he fought one of those guys on that card. So that was that was cool to for him to be on a, a Floyd card. So he he's one of like besides Deji and Jake Paul, like he's been on a J, he's been on two Jake Paul cards, he's been on a Floyd card, and he's been on KSI card. So like the biggest influencers in boxing. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like a it's like a model. You're on your resume. It has to, to have those names on there. That's all that matters. You were there. Yeah, man. And I see on here before I move into your local, while we while we have you on here, your local endeavors. Um, are you also tapping into the WNBA? Also, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, Renee Montgomery, who went to UConn, I'm her uh, <clears throat> business manager for like pretty much everything. She. Um, she uh retired in I 20... know exactly who she is. 21. <laughs> yeah, so she sat out for social justice in 2020. She was the first <laughs> athlete uh, to do that. So then that uh that blew up. Um that's kind of changed everything. So yeah, and then she actually bought her team she as well. The team. Yep, she's yeah. the owner. So she's co-owner. So like uh it's yeah, so that's been boss, interesting. Boss to do all that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been cool. So I've known her since her second year in the NBA, uh, WNBA. So that's been cool <clears throat> to see all that. Uh, we've been working together since, uh, like, officially, officially since 2018 or 19. And then um, I also work with uh, Crystal Dangerfield, who also went to UConn Point Guard, and uh, she won Rookie of the Year in 2020. And she's on the Dallas Wings currently. Um, I just helped her start her nonprofit. So we just did that, and she had her first camp. And then, uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking to work with more, um, you know, UConn women's players, especially. That is, that is quite impressive because Renee is, she's a big deal over in the WNBA side. She's, she's, yeah. she's not your average, not your average. Uh, her buying the team that she played for was, like I said, Boss Move One Hundred One. Yeah. Um. I will say so. You, our other co-hosts, who's on here, our mad producer, uh, Dylan. Now, if you're aware, your agency actually is the sponsor for his son's little league team, which oh, is nice. which is how all of this came together. Because, like James said, it was kind of the meme with the Leonardo DiCaprio. But, oh, I know, mm-hmm. I know who does that. And when he he showed us a picture of his son at the little league, and that's how all of this started. So, 
Is is that something that you feel good giving back in the community? How how do you get involved in sponsoring like a little league team? Do you sponsor mm-hmm. any other team, local teams in, in and around Connecticut? Yeah, so uh, I did it. Uh, I think the first time I did it was like 2015, and I sponsored oh, yeah. one team. And then, uh, but it was like communication was weird with the old person that was doing it. So like, it just didn't, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, and then, and then I just re-engaged with them the last year and it was a new guy. So he's been cool. Um, and it's crazy. Cause like, uh, like the sponsors fill up fast and I'm like, it's weird. Cause I think usually it's like people need it. So yeah. So like this year I was like, yo, I'm on it this year. Cause I hit him up in like January. Cause I was like, yo, I need to, I want to do more. And, uh, and I want to be early. So that's why it's like crazy to think about. So like, <clears throat> yeah, I'm also down to if any, I rather, I mean, obviously they need it, but they don't need it at the same time. So I rather like help more different people that actually need it more, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm spon- this year I'm sponsoring three teams and I did a, <clears throat> a coach pitch team. I think a minor league team and a, and then I did the softball team because I want to always uh, do stuff with women athletes or girls. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's how that kind of came about. And then uh, my other boy, uh, Anthony Ireland, who's an overseas basketball player from Waterbury, uh, he sponsored a team too. So I went out there a couple of weeks ago. He couldn't come, <clears throat> unfortunately, because he was in New York, actually, breezy. <laughs> and, uh, uh, <laughs> and so... I got to meet them and that was cool. Uh, so wait, which team is he on? He is, I believe Dylan's son is on the coach pitch for the, West Haven. Is it the, so it's the Cubs? Yes, I think it is the Cubs, actually. I'm, All right, so I was there. So, so I might have, I don't know. I might have met them. You might have seen him. might have had one of those. Um, I, got the, I got the picture. Like, so that's maybe what, that's exactly what I was going to. I was like, Dylan <laughs> sent me a picture. <laughs> of his son hitting. He sent this that pick not too long ago. And I can tell you what team is on. Yeah, so here it is at the Yeah, that's the picture he sent us. Yep. Yeah. That is the pick. Small um, world. Yeah. So it is the Cubs, right? It's the Cubs. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, for I know you just asked for other local stuff. So same thing with Anthony Ireland. He's doing just like pickup basketball games. Um, he has well, it's basically like a whole mini league. That's pretty dope. Um, I have a I have a team for that too. So and actually, oh yeah, one more thing. I got I forgot. I forgot my I forgot my other boys. I sponsor their hockey team, uh, which this, so this is cool too. Like you never know what stuff's gonna lead into. So. Uh, they do ice hockey and roller hockey, and these are just like bear leagues and stuff. But the roller hockey is like uh, even more like I didn't know anything about like roller hockey, like how legit or like whatever. So they were going to like pro tournaments and stuff. And I was like, what? I was like, I don't even know what's going on, but this is cool, like whatever. And they have their own social pages and all that stuff. So which led uh, my boy, Steve, um, and he's a big, uh, big PG sports uh He's he's on he's officially on the PG Sports team. He got he's the first person to get PG Sports tatted on him. So oh, hey, oh, <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a lifer. So yeah, so he uh, he's a big uh, he goes by big WNBA guy too. So he me and him go to the WNBA games a lot. And he's a <clears throat> he's a goalie and um, the roller hockey team. So I sponsored the roller hockey team and the ice hockey team. It's the same name and stuff. Um, or there's two different teams, but they're they're conjoined basically. And then. Uh, 
<clears throat> which led me to working with Adam Ernie, who's from Connecticut. That's in the NHL. He's on the he's on the Red Wings basketball years. He's, he just he's a free agent this summer, so we'll see where he goes. But yeah, that sponsoring that team led me to working with an NHL player, which I had no idea or no intentions that was ever going to happen. Right. So that was that's cool too. So um, just like little things like that, and like I didn't even know. I didn't even know like about him either just because uh, once I started working with him and stuff, like I found out like he actually, he grew up here. I mean, he's from here and stuff. His family lives here, but he actually like uh, played hockey in California, which makes no sense because we're in the Northeast with hockey. So yeah. So somehow that happened. And now with Steve, I have to shout him out because then his other boy the other day, like and Steve just Ubers, right? Steve, Steve's like the guy that you go to games with, whatever you call him up to go do whatever he's down for whatever. Right. He calls me one day. He's like, yo, I'm going to France tomorrow. I was like, why? He's like, he's like, Robbie just called me and they need a backup goalie for the pro roller hockey team. I was like, what? I was like, bro, you're a pro athlete now. He's like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, crazy. Like, yo, one day he's Uber and the next day he's in France playing roller, pro roller France hockey. France playing roller hockey. That's crazy. Yeah. That's it. That is so right now they're in the playoffs. Wow, 24 hours. Yeah, they right now he he's like the he's the backup goalie because they just needed like some guy got needed the body. So needed, yeah, yeah, so they need the body. So basically, and I'm pretty sure since he's been there, they haven't lost, and they're in like the second or third round now. <laughs> so he's the good it's luck crazy. charm. Yeah, yeah. He's doing his job, he's doing his thing. Thought? Like he didn't play college hockey, nothing. That and now he's getting paid for it. That's yeah. correct. In France. That's- in for in France, like, like not is, a third world country in France, like no, living. like yeah, like that, that's a great, it's a great living. Yeah, that's a great living. So when you're sponsoring these teams, do you, do you like provide anything that they need? Do you have you donated like bats or anything for them? Um, no. Nah, so it's it's more just you know um, donating money and then getting logos on it. But I mean, yeah, if they ever Make need sure it. That they, yeah, yeah so they, they, ever need they need it. Yeah, I want to do more stuff with the little. I want to do more like stuff like that in general, just because like I know even like fields at West Haven, like they're they're garbage. Like I don't know what they're doing over there, but uh, but the other thing, the other problem in West Haven, uh, I'm not sure how familiar you guys are, but there's two different leagues. One's affiliated with Little League, which is obviously obviously everybody knows, and the other one is Shore Haven. So like once mm-hmm. again, like why we divided. So, like, yeah. if you guys are together, like, that'd be way better for everybody. For everybody. Yeah. Be able to use the resources and, and that's why, like, West Haven will never have a team in the Little League World Series or qualifiers because the town is split in two different leagues. So, like, how would – there's the all-star teams aren't going to be real all-star teams. Yeah. Which is terrible for the kids. Yeah. Because there is talent here. Yeah. And if you ever talk to Dylan, he uh, they, he would be the right coach. ESPN would love to have him as a coach. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he would be must-see yeah. must television on uh, on the third baseline if he got my favorite. That's funny. Yeah, man. Um, but, um, yeah. I didn't know that they um that they were split like that. I, I I'm I'm familiar with Shore, um, with Shore Haven, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it, it wasn't connected to Little League. Yeah, so they're like independent, basically. Yeah, makes no it sense. Just, <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe it, uh, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll break my brain trying to figure it At out. At the end of the gonna... day, you, I hate using it, but politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but... it's unfortunately, it's the world that we live in, and everyone, one way or another, gets affected by it. Like, yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Those on baseball fields, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Do you think it's funding? Is it, or are they just keeping the nostalgia look or anything like that? It can't be great for um. <laughs> it can't be great for playing on. Yeah, it's not even like at, at this point. Like, it's not even like looking bad. Like that's safety for the kids. Like the fields aren't even level. Yeah. yeah. Like that, you could break your leg or twist your ankle real easy <laughs> in the outfield. Yeah, who knows? Like you know how all uh, who knows with the city funding and all who knows. I don't want it. I don't want to yeah. know. Yeah, I I feel like Paul. You know, we're thinking the same. <laughs> yeah. About the uh, local politics in West Haven. Yeah. So I am not gonna go into that either because yeah. you know what, we, we're not that kind of show here. We're not. You know, that it's crazy. Of... One one year <laughs> one year before, like when I was working a summer job. It was I was constabling and that's just you sitting at the beach like taking the tickets or having people park or whatever. But one, we don't have meters, which is stupid. Like so, that's another thing. And two, I was like sitting there and you're just sitting there for day, like hours, baking in the sun. So you just get all thinking about stuff. It's weird. And I'm just like, I started. I put it out on Facebook, back to Facebook, and I was like, yeah, I was like yeah, what happened? I was like, yo, would you guys vote for me if I ran for mayor in like two years? <laughs> so then. <laughs> I was like, but I would never do that because I I never want to do that. But it was just like a I was just bored again in the summer. It's a tough. It's it's yeah. it's not a job that I would want. Yeah, it's not a job I would want. Even though James would love for me to try. Uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, maybe if they want to pay me like a million, maybe I'll consider it. Yeah, I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm the guy that when, if if Mike runs for mayor and if he gets it, I'm I'm the guy that's at one of his conferences and I'm the guy that throws the shoe. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's me. I'm throwing a shoe at Mike. That's, that's what I'm I know it's a it's a federal offense in other countries, but well, I mean, what yes, are you gonna do? I I will have you arrested immediately. Immediate, immediately have you arrested and escorted out of my city. Just get out. <laughs> man, well, uh, I haven't been. I haven't been to West Haven Beach in a while, man. Last time I went there, my daughter kicked her shoe off into the ocean. <laughs> it was on one of the boardwalks on um, and at West Haven Beach, and she just just kicked it off. She, yeah, she man, that's like that's great, man. man. I, that's great, man. I'm glad you are on. Um, doing your thing, giving back to the community and everything like that, man. Because we all know that growing up, we all wanted to be a part of something like that or have somebody to look up to to do stuff like that. So that's that's great that you're doing that, man. For real, seriously. Come yeah, no, guy that's on the hometown as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, even um, <clears throat> uh, Rob Jackson, he was, like, one of the first athletes to wear myself. Or he might have been the first. Uh, he went to West Haven High School and played for uh, the, oh word yeah uh played for the washington team we're not gonna say the old name now uh, uh yeah yeah uh, they don't have yeah, a name yeah. right now <laughs> I, I, saying, I don't even i don't even know what they what they to call them right now i don't know if you heard paul like that someone else has a trademark oh yeah i saw 
Yeah, I saw something. So, like, I Might as well just go back to the Washington Commanders. I meant Washington <laughs> team. I mean, the actually, Washington I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go right, back Washington to the team right now. But, yeah, Washington so one is. thing that was cool, what he did uh, one year uh, probably inspired me, like, unintentionally. It was just, like, I remember he donated all the jerseys uh, to the high school, so that was cool. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. That leads me, I mean, I only have, like, maybe one more for you. So I, I, I'm not sure if I asked you this earlier, but if if I did, forgive me. We'll just circle back. But, like, do you sit back sometimes and just be – and I know that you're still growing. So I know mm-hmm. that the hunger is still there. But, like, do you sit back sometimes and be like – like you said, Anthony going viral with your gear on, being in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. Like, do you sit back sometimes and be like, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe this mm-hmm. is, like – this is a thing right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like every year I kind of, well, not even every year, like every so often I think about it. Um, and I'll be like, or so right now it's May and I'll be like, all right, what was I doing? So sometimes I don't feel like I'm growing. And then I look back, I'll be like, all right, what was I doing in May, 2022 just to see. And like, what has happened? Like even like going on my camera roll, like I forget things that happened or like, I have so much different content that I forget, um, different things happen. So yeah, I think, uh, like yeah i'm just always uh i don't know i feel like yeah i'm always looking i feel like i'm never gonna be satisfied i i think i tweeted this or something but like i i don't know if it's like a good thing or a bad thing and i don't know what uh i just don't i don't know it's weird but like actually one of the new t-shirts i'm about to come out with is gonna be uh it's gonna be called it's gonna say uh uh grateful or was it grateful grateful but starving because like i still feel even though I'm like in a great position and stuff, I, I still feel like I'm still hungry for more success. Yeah, man. You should always be looking to grow. And, yeah. um, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being in competition with yourself. Yeah. So um, like looking back where you were a year ago, six months ago, you know, a month ago, just having like mini goals and stuff like that is, is something you should be doing. If you're looking to push yourself to a next level, whatever that level is, even if it's, five percent better you know it's always a goal to do that so i think i don't don't see anything wrong with that yeah yeah no for sure yeah man that's great i mean before we let you go i'm gonna gonna ask you one more question before we let you go but i have to make sure like we do on every episode to remind everyone to hit that like share subscribe button hit that notification leave some comments when this goes up on YouTube, follow us. We are on all. I'm sorry, Paul. We're gonna cut you out real quick. We're on all the social media platforms: uh, Apple, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, YouTube, Twitch, wherever you get your podcast, video or audio, we are there. Like us, subscribe, leave some feedback for us. We appreciate all of it. Uh, only have one more question, one more thing for you before we let you go. Again, we appreciate your time. Uh, what's next? You have anything up and coming that you want to plug? The time is uh, we're gonna give you the solo for it too. <laughs> um, what's next? So one, yeah, that was cool. Just even the last question with the self reflection thing. Just like I was glad I got to talk about Steve because like he doesn't get no no shine or whatever. So I wanted to I like shouting him out. Uh, what's next is really just like more into more boxing stuff um you know basketball stuff coming up and just a lot of 
a lot of things. Like I got to back in April, I got to have three fighters on a card. One of them was a main event. One of them was a co-main event. So that was cool. Like just stuff, just stuff in the fold and, uh, just more growing and, and, uh, connecting with people like you guys. Well, like I said, again, me, Breezy, we greatly appreciate your time coming on, chopping it up for us for a little while. I know you said you kind of leaning into the casual fandom, but when at the time of recording this, the 2023 NBA Finals is getting ready to start. I mean, we don't have both teams yet, but I mean, I'd be shocked if Miami blew this 3-1 lead. So yeah. who, who, who you got in the finals? Nuggets? I, I, I'll give it to you this, so I'll make it easy for you. Nuggets, Heat, or Celtics? I, I'll give you all three. Yeah, so... I don't hate the Celtics as much as the Red Sox. So, mm. uh, and it's like the Heat are hot, but like the Nuggets, I mean, obviously they're hot too, but like they got Jokic and Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanna, I want to say the Heat, but I think the Nuggets are going to win. That's that's James's pick. That's our first uh, Nuggets pick besides James for the finals. You know what? Um, You know what's ironic and sort of sad is like Carmelo retired the other day, and it's like the Nuggets are in the final. And I'm like, damn, like that would have been cool if they signed them for the last. Yeah, yeah, it would have been very fitting. It sucks. It also sucks. Well, this is going into our sports segments now that Jokic wears Carmelo's number. Yeah, I didn't even, you know, I wasn't even really paying attention to all that because I, once again, like, I don't watch it, but uh, yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of weird to me that he was wearing it. Like, you know, as a man, they didn't even let, I don't even know anyone still wears 21 or Paul O'Neill, like, I don't think he got retired, I can't remember, but they didn't let anyone wear 21 because of Paul O'Neill, like, and it he wasn't, just he wasn't even retired. Yeah, they just retired. Oh, it. yeah, word. But, right, you're, cool. but you're right. No one – they literally – I think last season they retired it. But they didn't let anybody wear 21 after he left. Like, yeah. Yeah. it was just – no. You can't. You, you can't. Yeah. Uh, I think that I has – I think that has maybe has something to do with how – um with his, um, his relationship with George Carl at the time. Because we all know him and George Carl mm-hmm. – weren't the greatest their relationship and you know if you don't have the greatest relationship with their esteemed legendary coach and did he move up in the rankings after he um stopped being the coach uh he coached he bounced around a little bit but denver likes to you're right denver likes to broadcast george carl yeah george carl is one of the people that they love to put out there yeah, like even at even at the 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 games with LA, like he still has like a box and stuff like that. Yeah, he has his seats, his estate, his stake in the arena and stuff like that. And he hasn't coached there in years, so I I think that may be attributed to it. But man, they they needed. It's a lot of teams that still lock certain numbers that you so you can't use them even if they're not retired. Like you heard the story recently about what Jimmy Butler said about the number twenty three 
how Pat Riley retired that number, even though Jordan doesn't didn't play for the Heat and stuff like that, and that nobody could wear that number. But he said if Jimmy Butler wanted to wear it, he would let him wear it and stuff like that. But he chose not to. That was his number in um in Chicago, right? No, no, it wasn't. No, no. I think uh-huh. yeah, but he locked. They locked that number. So there are teams that can do that, and the fact that Denver didn't do that, I think that says a lot. I think. Melo is a is a Nick lifer for me. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Nick fan. He's a Nick lifer, and I do believe they should retire his jersey and retire his number. So, well, yeah. I think a cool thing too will be a hometown bias again. But UConn, UConn just does the the I think it, I don't know the Ring of Honor or something. So mm-hmm. they're they're the jersey gets hang hung up in the Raptors, but you know they they get to wear the players still get to wear the number. So it's kind of cool, like a like a 88 on the Cowboys, like, you know, that's going to be some, their number one wide receiver, but like, mm-hmm. you know, like number 10 is probably going to be their point guard. Stuff like yeah, that. So I yeah. think, I think like what UConn is doing, that's kind of, and I think eventually that's kind of what the pro teams are kind of going to adapt to, especially, well, the Yankees, I don't think they're going to unretire stuff, but I don't think they're going to retire, retire. Cause at the end of the day, now yeah. you're running out of numbers. Like <laughs> starting to run out of numbers. Yeah. It's yeah. going to get to, it's going to get to that point. Especially the Yankees. What team did uh did Mike? What team did Derrick Rose play for in college? Memphis. 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 So Memphis, they had that that kid that died, Benji Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ben Wilson. Yes. So whatever team Ben Wilson played for, he tragically got shot while he was the star player of that team, and for years after his passing. They retired his number, but what they did was they gave they give his number to wherever the star player of the the captain of the team is each season. Yeah, so I think that's another cool cool thing that they do to pay homage to a player that um so very similar to like the ring ceremony, ring honoring yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it was a uh, I think it was Larry Nance Jr. I think his dad's number was retired for the Cavs, and they let him wear it, obviously, but that. That's just like a cool nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's just a funny. That's a one-off. Yeah. That's a one. Yeah. I mean, I guess if uh, Bronny, if LeBron James, if he, if Cleveland <laughs> happens to get to number one pick again for the twenty-fifth time in history, uh, they could let Bronny wear twenty-three. I guess, but Bronny doesn't even wear twenty-three. I don't think he doesn't wear twenty-three or six. I think. Yeah, I think Bronny wears or zero. Zero, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there goes that pipe dream. But although it, it, it actually doesn't seem like, uh, well, we'll see. Kinda, you think Bonnie's like, making it to the NBA? I think he. Can. So here's the thing. I think Bronny can make it to the NBA because he's talented enough. I don't think he's a one and done player. I think if he stays for a couple years, he could mature to an NBA player pretty easily the problem is his hall of fame father wants to play with him and may yeah. push may push like and i attribute it and james knows this because i used to yell about this all the time austin reeves austin reeves austin rivers mm-hmm. Doc was such a good college player but he left he he won and done and he wasn't ready for the nba when he came to the nba he, he could have used some more time in college to get a little better, but he was Doc's son. 
he had all this hype and he jumped out early. So as much as I would love to see Bronny be amazing, I hope he's not amazing and he just stays in college and just gets a little bit more maturing in college and then comes to the NBA and and be good. I, obviously, he's never going to be as good as his dad, but mm-hmm. I will never say never. But I'm, I, I'm being, I, I'm being, I'm being biased. Give him, he should have just went to UConn and stayed there three or four years. He'll be NBA ready. Yeah, I mean, he could. <laughs> I I agree with you. I agree with you. Hurt. That's a that is a blue blood dynasty over there in Stores, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. We're claiming and, basketball now, so. But yeah, in basketball, not in foot, not in football. No, no, not football. We don't do football here in Connecticut. <laughs> I went. What's crazy is I went to um. I had my, I went to a UConn football game a couple years back, and they, I forget what game it was. We weren't that good, and we were playing like a top ranked football team. I forget, it, it leaves my brain right now. At the time, they were a ranked team, and we were playing them. And I went with my dad, and he had like a box from his job or something like that. And we were sitting in the box and everything. And it turned out to be a really good game, and UConn won as well. So I don't know if it was because it was just like happens to like happens had to be like a a little superstition that we were there or something like that, or if I was my first UConn UConn football game I've gone to and everything, and they won. But it was a really good game. They had a lot of fight and everything, and they won. But I haven't heard much after that, honestly. <laughs> that was like 2017. I haven't heard anything since then. Trust, trust me. Not, not really. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing. To talk about. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. It comes to UConn football, but I mean, we'll see. Ronnie, USC. I guess I'd say. I mean, obviously, he wanted to stay home, but. Oh yeah one one last thing I'll say about the the USC thing it gives me little Romeo vibes when he went there. <laughs> I he did, no I get the parallel I get like, the parallel. Like Rosen got little Romeo there or it was a package deal like that's what it. I feel like like you like when's USC basketball been good. It comes in spurts, and like they're just when it, when they're when they're up, they're just like they're okay. And then, yeah, that's it's like uh, no, I don't, that's why I don't, I don't know. That's why like if he went to U now if he went to UCLA, like I think it'd be a whole different story. That's where honestly I thought that's where he was gonna go. I thought UCLA was gonna be the ones to get him, but I, I don't know. I don't know who pitched him what or who pitched. LeBron, what <laughs> that got him to USC? Yeah, I'll bring oh, up the stat. The last time they've been, last time they've been in the Final Four, nineteen fifty-four. USC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah. You're right, James. This. I smell nil. That's what I smell. That's that nil. <laughs> that's, that's that nil that's money. Because he got the highest money now, right? Highest paid athlete for them. I, that might have been the clause. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's him and uh, Arch Manning, but I heard Arch Manning's parents aren't letting him do anything until he's a starter. Actually, Paul, I, I know we were about to wrap up, but that actually just popped a question to my head. So with NIL stuff, hmm. 
does that do you see that as a another avenue for you or do you look at that as like now these boosters are going to come in and it's going to be like i know this person you know that like and try and the boosters are going to ruin it or does just mm-hmm. nil stuff open more doors and more avenues for you uh yeah i think a little of both um it's uh i think everyone is seeing what's on social media and these players that are making millions or hundreds of thousands but those are the one percent of the one percent so let's be realistic here and that's why like (laughs) a lot of players hit me up at the beginning and they did go to big schools but they weren't like star so i did i didn't want to fail them or myself like to not get them deals or anything so i i haven't took on any nil but i i do want to um and like i said like like one of the key per- people would be like a, a UConn women's player. And now the UConn men's players are back to basketball. So someone like that. Uh, and that's the other thing. Like when, when I signed my first one, I like want to make, I want to make a splash. And um, so I want, I want it to be someone big and, and notable. And uh, I think, uh, like I said, like overall, it's just like, I think I forgot what the company, or I think it's open doors. They came out with a stat and it was like, the average NIL deal is really like a couple thousand dollars. Wow. Mm. Like it's not like what we what we're seeing. They're just showing it's us that we're just being horrified, right? Yeah. Yeah, like like imagine okay. Like imagine um, per example, UConn football players. Like you think they're getting NIL money like that? Or anything close to live to li- how about to live off of like maybe they're getting, you know, extra food money, maybe some rent money. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. create nothing to like live off of. Which is funny, yeah, like comparing I, them to like Paige on the UConn women. Oh yeah, and she's richer she's, than WNBA. Like, yeah, like she's making more money than anybody on campus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally anyone yeah. in the whole state. Yeah, state employee. Yeah, I'm not a fan of when they um when they when they um when they make it seem as if uh, all these new companies have these have just like expendable like disposable money. You know, I hate when it makes it seems like they have disposable money and mm-hmm. everybody is making bank and everybody is getting paid and stuff like that. Yeah, not, instead yeah. of yeah, it's not it's not that way. Yeah, so. that's why that's why it's like they're selling people fake dreams, which they already been doing, but even more so to be you know actually financially stable and stuff like that. But and then the other catch twenty two with me personally is just like I feel like sometimes I might have lost business because now these companies want college players versus a pro player, which is kind of, I get it. And I don't at the same time, like for me personally, like I'm going after, I don't care if you're on the bench and you're a pro athlete. Like I want the pro athlete. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like there's could be, you know, perfect example. It could be someone they like, you know, Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel, like they both made it obviously, but they were superior college players. But when they made it to the league, they're just like, you know, I'd say like average. So it's like, I, I rather, I rather have a starter uh, that's a pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, give me all the old linemen. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Give yeah. me all the guys. Yo, yeah. those guys, starters. Like, give me the starters. I started before you, before we let you go, flying all the way in here. Uh, Matt, producer, podcast, Poppy Dylan is here joining us for this last few minutes that we have. Dylan, how you doing? Buzzer. At, at the, the at the buzzer, fellas, I ran here so fast. Paul, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and uh, answering the questions that we all had. It's been uh, 
something we've been talking about for a while and uh you probably don't remember me uh i just met you a couple weeks ago for the first time at uh west haven little league open uh opening day yeah yeah no uh, they were telling me that that's a small world yeah very and that's was the thing one of the things where i was like oh i would love to like talk to him and see what he's what he's got going on and what he's about because uh you you sponsor the cubs Mm-hmm. who my son plays for go cubs go go exactly <laughs> so it's like i w- i wanted to to have this sit down and talk with you and pick your brain because mm-hmm. it's again small world i james when i brought this up was like hey let, I, I how do we feel about bringing this up he was like oh that's my guy (laughs) he's like that's that's my guy like let's do it yeah let's talk to him and you have an interesting story and uh, the list of athletes that you talk to uh or that you work with is uh it's different it's uh, a the amalgamation of just eclectic people from like anthony taylor who is (laughs) is an insane person but is super entertaining to to people like jeff adrian like former yukon alum yeah. so like it's it's a it's a cool like uh, again amalgamation of unique characters and people and uh i appreciate you taking the time coming on and uh sitting with us yeah no i appreciate that and a uh, fun fact i don't know if you saw anything on my instagram page but um so this year i was telling them that this year i got in early with the sponsorships because apparently they always fill up on the sponsorships for little league um so this year i got to actually pick the team name so i picked the cubs because that's the team that i played for when i was in little league and then i picked Mm. the phillies because that was the other team i played for so that's that's the reason why uh i picked the cubs this year so that was cool you have a girls majors too right yeah 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 Yeah, my niece plays for for them yeah oh word yeah i haven't haven't gone through that so i have to go to i have to go to that one in the phillies game to get the pickers paul you sponsoring the whole family Listen, man. I'm gonna send you a flag. You can put it right here back there. So it's on the I'll take it, man. I'll take it. We'll do it. I'll put it all up. <laughs> Hang on there, because it's again, it was it's a good opportunity, man. It was it was and once I started like looking around and seeing, I was like, this is a great conversation. It's man. a it's right up our alley uh, as a whole, and I think it's great for the community. Yeah, and no, that's that. it's a massive. I think it's a massive deal because I think you do great work. Yeah, no, so I, really I appreciate you. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you have any questions that I don't know if they, uh, if you know if they answered all of them, I'm down to. Did we ask it? Uh, did we hit yes. everything I sent? Okay, I think we got down to the <laughs> bottom, but if you have a freestyle, son, let's do it, man. I do. Freestyle. So, uh, just real quick, so I, I don't know about these guys, but I follow the uh, the crossover boxing scene. And uh, I I think Anthony Taylor is hilarious. Yeah. What is that? What is it like dealing with him in 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 a day to day? And when communicate, do you commun? What what do you do? You do just his scheduling? Do you do his promo? What do you do for him? Because mm-hmm. I'm interested in see what the communication is like with Misfits. Yeah. Uh, so for him, I, I just do his marketing. I'm his marketing manager, so <clears throat> I don't um, really deal with the the management side for him, but I do for other boxers and stuff. But, uh, so, I mean, like, Mams, like, he knows who I am and stuff. He follows me. Um, I haven't, like, had a conversation, like, on the phone with him or anything. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, they, I mean, he knows, like I said, who I am and stuff like that because I work with him and Kimbo Jr. And uh, day-to-day with him, yeah. 
so Anthony is the type of person where you text him and he he just calls you. He never texts you back. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny sometimes. And then sometimes I'm like, bro, just text me. Like it was a simple like yes or no question. But he's a funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah, and he's like, like I was telling them, like he's just like a perfect. Like obviously he talks trash and stuff, but he's not like like disrespectful to people. So it's like a, a perfect mixture of like selling it and like being entertaining at the same time. Uh, I saw that you uh, that uh, Idris Virgo yep. uh, tweeted out uh, uh, the marketing for this stuff. Are you working with him now too, or? Yeah, so that's funny too. So he hit me up before Anthony and him fought, and then when he then they announced that, like I didn't know, and then I was like. I like stopped talking to Idris for a minute because I was like, this is weird. Like I knew at a point in my career that two of my fighters were gonna fight each other eventually. Uh so like I didn't sign him until afterwards. Um like later we just reconnected and we also have like <clears throat> mutual connections because um the other guy we're with Mike Kimball, who's MMA and boxer, uh is good friends with MVP Michael Venom Page. So Michael mm-hmm. Venom Page also trains with Idris in the UK. So it was just a full kind of circle again. Uh, yeah. So you do the similar thing with Idris as well now, uh, just like yeah. kind of marketing. So yeah, I, lit- I literally just signed him like, la- like I think in April, yeah, as April official. So we just started working together. So we haven't done much yet, but like planning to, yeah. Was it, was it Idris that tried to fight Tommy Fury in the crowd? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just went viral too. So that's why I'm like, yo, whatever. I'll take all the viralness. Like, whatever. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I, again, I I think you do great work. Uh, I think it's great for the community. And the work that you're doing uh, really shows. So, again, I appreciate you for coming on and uh, dealing with us. Especially me coming in as late as I did. But, man, yeah. thank you. No, no. I appreciate it. And I uh, appreciate all the kind words. And, uh yeah, and any any boxing questions you got, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Like again, once I saw all the the fighters that you work with, I I'm a big MMA guy. We've been talking boxing for the last however long in here. Like it's really cool to have somebody who's like in with these guys, mm-hmm. does stuff for them, and get could give a uh, different perspective. Well, one, you guys got to come to the next fight. I uh, it's still pending right now, but it might be January 14th at Mohegan in Connecticut. Mm-hmm uh and then uh and then what was i gonna say oh who do you guys got terrence crawford or arrow spence man i'm so glad because that is gonna be on our next show but i i am going to put my chips on the table right now <laughs> bud's winning that fight bud. bud's yeah, winning i got, I got terrence too yeah, I'm 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 a bug guy. <laughs> I think oh, gonna win that we're, yeah, we're, gonna, we're boring. Gonna no, I know, we're boring. I know. I, I know. know. No, 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 no. I still think it's fifty-fifty though. I'm gonna go with Errol Spence. I'm. I think he's a technician guy, and I think he has good enough defense to to avoid the onslaught that Bud can give. But I do think it's going to be a good fight. But I'm going with Errol Spence. A lot of people think um, Errol Spence is scared of Bud Crawford. I think that he's just a very, like, even-killed guy. I don't think that he's really rattled at all. But I do think that he's a perfect matchup nightmare for Bud. People don't believe so. I think so. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be, like, a a one-way thing. I definitely think it's going to be close. It's definitely going to be close. But, no, I... I, I respect it either way. I, I but I'm going with Bud. Bud got that dog in him. I'll take the Aerosmith Highway. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that if 
and I, and this is not even been in conversation yet or anything like that, but I think that if Devin Haney ever gives Shakur Stevenson a chance, Shakur Stevenson is going to tap his ass. I do think so. I yeah, we're on the same page there. Hey, hey, I think he puts <laughs> him <laughs> on the mat for sure. Here, I'll, get, I'll give you guys breaking news too. One of my one of the boxers I work with too, Steven Nelson. He's good friends with Terrence Crawford. He's he'll be on the card. So PG Sports nice. will be represented on the card. On That's awesome. Look yeah. at you. Let's there go. We go. Yeah. There we go. Breaking news. Breaking, Breaking news, news live. SOI. <laughs> I mean, I can I can play the song, Dylan. We we have let's do it. Have Breaking news. <laughs> news. <laughs> Podcast Poppy is on the scene again. He has, his, here he has the shirt. The shirt. We're here. There you go. Live. Paul Garino, CEO of PG Sports. Breaking news. On the pod, fake news on the pod. <laughs> so that's funny. Yes, thank you, Dylan. You don't get a solo because you were late. So I was late. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> nothing. Uh, James. Uh, oh yeah. So this is a part of the show, Paul. If you want to plug your Instagram, your socials, or how everybody can mm-hmm. reach you. Yeah, again, again, appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, if anyone wants to follow me, uh, my PG Sports account is just at PG Sports on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, all that good stuff. My personal is PCG7. Uh, pretty much answer all my DMs as long as the questions aren't crazy. And uh, you can always hit me up and uh, I'll be sure to get back to you. Again, I'll name myself later. Breezy here. Uh, I want to say thank you again for for giving us the time. Thank you for the favor, Paul. This was great having you. This was a great talk. Um, yeah, man, I love everything that you're doing for the community and everything you got going for yourself, man. It's been a long time coming, and I think you deserve it. So, yeah, man, keep up the good work. For all the listeners and viewers, uh, keep tuning in as much as possible. We got more stuff coming up. Follow me on Twitter, that's at Breezy5X. And you can follow me on Instagram, that's Breezy underscore underscore B-I-L-L-Z. And we out. Yes, thank you again, Paul, for joining us. This has been a great episode, our interview series. Uh, follow me on the socials at I am underscore MBJ at all the, so- all the socials. Uh, thank you for joining us. Like Breezy said, we've got more content coming more interviews more special guests on the way we're just getting started we got to do something to fill up these summer days so we got more content coming for you but again paul we want to thank you me breezy dylan want to thank you for being on and uh yeah that's it thank you shout out rise shout out enoch shout out the fellas rest of the fellas Ah, uh, and we are out of here.